Hello everyone, welcome to Adoption Adventures. Hope you're all doing well um, and hope you're all enjoying the sunshine. Um, today's episode, I'm going to be sort of, I've had a number of different conversations over the course of this um, sort of last week and there's been a common theme coming through and I kind of wanted to share them all with you and share the theme as it were. Um, so I've had a conversation with the head of a regional adoption agency who had been gathering thoughts and feedback from uh, prospective adopters, uh, current adopters. And one thing that was coming out was there was a frustration um, about how how long people had to wait for things. Um, so waiting for medicals, waiting to get started, waiting to get a social worker assigned, and then obviously waiting for a match. Um, then I had a conversation with an adopter um, who is approved and is doing everything right, but hasn't had that match and is feeling that frustration of when will this happen for us? And then I spoke to another adopter who had had a child placed and was very, very early days and was just kind of seeing checking in with me on sort of a timeline of you know how long does it take before you feel that that bond that connection and and was the timescales going in the right way essentially um so all of these conversations had the common theme of patience so i kind of wanted to to talk about that um, and talk about sort of the importance of having patience and maintaining it as much as possible. Um, so I'll start with the official conversation that I had with the head of this RIA. Um, now, when when we're looking at delays at the moment, there's delays like with medicals. Now, from what I can gather, this is this is a massive issue. Um, there are a lot of people that are trying to get their medicals completed, but GPs aren't completing them and are sort of explaining that because of COVID, there's a backlog, there's a delay and other, other issues. Um, now, the problem with that is, whilst I understand that there has been a backlog and that there's an issue and things have got to move a bit slowly. This is a legal requirement that all prospective adopters must have a medical completed before they can be approved. Um, so if medicals aren't being completed, people aren't then being approved. So what what's supposed to happen here? Now, Adoption UK um, met with all heads of regional adoption agencies and said, "Hey, this isn't okay. This this isn't this isn't good enough." They then met with um, the DfE uh, Department for Education and the GP board and said, "This is a legal requirement that our adopters need. We need your we need you to move quicker." After sort of 
going backwards and forwards, um, the GPs and the Department for Education said, right, this is now dealt with, it's done. Um, GP surgeries are now open and clearing that backlog. So they're ready to go. But actually, the feet on the ground, the adopters on the ground, are saying, mm, this isn't the case because I keep trying to get an appointment with my GP and I cannot get through the door. Um, you know, I'm still not able to do it. So again, that feedback is going back up the chain to still really, really fight and, and bang this drum. So people have got to be patient, but crikey, that's got to be frustrating. <laughs> so it's it's this breakdown of getting it right, being safe, doing it at the right time. But actually, if this is a legal requirement, then we're going to need to find a way to get them done. Um, so, yeah, there were some frustrations there. Um, then people were getting frustrated that they weren't being assigned a social worker quick enough. They weren't getting on training quick enough. And again, it comes down to there is there was... A short period where social workers paused their work. Now, they didn't pause everything, but they didn't start new assessments. If they had assessments going, they sort of continued them, but they didn't start anything new at the start of COVID because they was like, right, well, what's happening in the world? After about, I think, you know, I think it was about a month or two, the adoption world said, well, we can't just sit back and <laughs> wait. We best actually do something. So they they started to reignite and, and re-engage. But because of that, there was a backlog. Then when it comes to training, there was a lot of virtual training being offered. Then they was working to move into being face-to-face and as a result, going face to face, it meant that they had to limit the numbers, which meant that you couldn't have as many people on training. So again, you're pushing adopters back and back and back and back. So once again, you have to be patient. Then once you've got your social worker assigned, and you've started your training, you're then waiting to go to panel, and then you're at the stage where you're waiting for a child to be placed. And that's when we move over to the conversation I had with the adopter who had been approved and was seen as an incredible um, adopter with an awful lot to offer um, and was then feeling the pangs of frustration of not being able to find a child or children that would sort of be able to join their family. Now, what was really, really lovely to hear from this adopter was when she and I were talking, she wasn't saying, oh, I just want any kid. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll take anyone. It doesn't matter. I just want to be a parent. Instead, they were being really, really sensible. They were saying, you know, we've seen this profile, we were offered sort of to consider this profile and realise that actually we don't have the skills for this particular child. We're not just going to take on any child, we're going to take on a child that we know that we can actually support. 
of course we'll push our boundaries, of course we'll challenge our own thoughts, but we want to make sure that it's right. Um, So they're waiting, and that's really, really frustrating. I feel the theme of today's episode is going to be patience and frustration. Um, but they're they're waiting, and they're trying to be patient, but they're finding that there are a number of different things that's getting in their way, and it's stupid things that are getting in their way, and that's just building up. But the conversation that I was having with this adopter was about how the world of adoption has flipped so, so much on its head. Whereas a year to 18 months ago, we had a situation where there was twice as many children as there were adopters. So adopters were spoiled for choice and they were able to be really specific about their needs and wants and I wouldn't say that they was they was able to be really picky, but we found at that stage that's when children that were older than four were waiting the longest and perhaps not being adopted because adopters had a lot more freedom of choice. What's happened now is something that I've only ever seen happen twice in 10 years and that is the case that we now have twice as many adopters as we do children waiting. Now when I say that um, they aren't exact figures, Um, those figures are, I think I mentioned these on the previous episode actually, those figures are based on Linkmaker and how many approved adopters there were at that moment and how many children there were with adoption orders on Linkmaker. So that's not fiercely accurate, but it's pretty close. Um, so now social services and adoption agencies, they have the pick of the bunch they're able to look and go, hmm, well, actually, I get to be a lot more picky and I get to I get to be really, really specific about the matches that I'm making. You know, there were times when they might not have needed to go into the sort of like the, the real deep details about certain aspects of a child's profile, whereas now they can go into all of that and they can make a much stronger match. So it's ideal for them. Now, I would hope that agencies didn't didn't become complacent and didn't kind of sort of rest on their laurels and go, oh, well, I've got the pick of the bunch, so I'm going to take my time. I can't imagine that that's happening, but I'm hoping that that's not going to be the case. But I was having a conversation with a, a social worker and she was doing family finding and she's She's incredible as a family finder. I've, I've really thoroughly enjoyed following her career and watching how passionate she is about placing children in the right homes. She's, she's excellent at it. 
but she was talking to me and she was saying that there was a particular child that she'd been family finding for for several months and got nowhere um got no interest and nothing was moving forward and she was getting really frustrated um then the whole world flipped on his head and things changed and she then went to a virtual matching um event and she came away and i think she had it was either four or seven interested adopters in this particular child and she said i think it was seven interesting she said of those i had four really really strong matches for this child i think that that speaks volumes when you've got someone who is really really good at family finding who is struggling and then they're given that much choice that just goes to show you what's happening in the world of adoption A couple of agencies that I work with have recently said that they are going to be closing their doors for the next few months to new adopters um, because they are processing so many applications and adopters and then they've just got adopters just sat waiting for children. So their thought process is we, we can't keep processing new adopters only to have them sat waiting and unable to do anything we need to slow things down that again has only ever happened twice in the last 10 years that i've been aware of um so again it just goes to show what's happening so when i was talking to this doctor about all this we were able to talk through this and understand that now, now that there's not new adopters coming through, now what was happening was the social workers were able to work a lot more specifically with their adopters and say, right, let's find you the right child. Let's work with you to make this right. So they can spend a lot more time helping with matching which is really, really good. Um, and and hopefully we're gonna to start to see um, sort of more matches and in, in an ideal world, we get down to very, very low numbers of children that are waiting. Because if we've got double the adopters, let's start making these matches. Let's connect the dots. Um, now, I think, I think I've mentioned this previously, I think, that there is going to be i think that we're in a, a almost like a bottleneck situation um from what i've seen and heard the court systems are taking their time as well and they aren't acting as quickly they aren't processing cases as quickly as they could and once again they're explaining that covid has slowed them down now I understand that COVID has done a number on all of us, but I also understand that there are children who are waiting and they need professionals to find an alternate way to work. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> this is where my frustration comes out. Um, I I cannot stand the idea and the thought that a child is in a home or in an environment where they are not safe and they are being kept in that environment because we have to follow the official guideline and we will only do it this way and that way because that's how we've always done it. That's when we need to adapt to make things work because the end user is really, really being let down. So we have to remind ourselves why we're doing this. That's my own personal little rant and I do apologise for that. Um, but I think what's going to happen is we're going to have a this, we've got this backlog, and I think the floodgates will open, and there are going to be so many children b- going through the process and becoming available for adoption. Um, and I I don't think that we're that far away from that happening. So again, those of you that are waiting, I understand. That must be really, really challenging. I will, however, <laughs> say that I would always prefer it to be this way around. If I was in the situation where I could wave a magic wand and say, all the adults have to wait, but no child waits, I'm waving that one and I'm, I'm making that happen. It must be so frustrating that all you want to do is start a family. But you know what? I don't think that frustration will ever come close to how distressing it must be to be waiting for a family. So given the choice, this is the way around I'd have it. Um, at all times, adoption agencies need to be a child-focused service. They are their their role is to be a children-focused service and to find families for children, not find children for families. <laughs> so, so yeah. I think I think it's the right way round, but I don't think the circumstances are appropriate. Then finally, <laughs> the final conversation was with the adopter that had had their placement. And I said, you know, things are going great, but one of us seems to be making a, a quicker attachment than the other. Is this normal? Should something be happening? What what's going on here? And I was able to go back to this sister and say, hey, look, I'm going to be blunt. You need to be patient. You're expecting this aha moment, this firework moment of, oh, this is this is what we were told we were waiting for. It's so wonderful. And oh, this is like so magical. The child's moved in with us and now all of a sudden everything's perfect. It's not, and it won't be. We were asked recently on a training um, how quickly each of us, uh, between Dad and I, how quickly each of us found that connection, that love, that bond with Little Dude. And 
for me, I said, you know, it was as soon as I saw his profile, I found myself drawn and attached. Um, and each time I learned anything new, I was just that love and that passion was just growing and growing. Um, but dad said he didn't feel that way. He said, you know, when he saw the profile, yeah, he said, I felt a connection. I thought this, this kid looked great. I said, but I didn't feel a bond. I didn't feel love for this child. I found myself going, yeah, yeah, I think this could be a, a good one. This could be a good match. But that was how far it went. And Dan talked about how it actually took him a couple of months, six to nine months, before he really, really felt it. He felt a connection, he felt great, and he felt care and affection for little dude, but didn't find himself going, oh my goodness, this was this was magical and meant to be. It took him longer. So when I was talking to this doctor, I was saying, you know, don't put yourself under that much pressure. Don't put yourself under the pressure of, I must have this fairy tale Disney moment of everything's just fitting into place and it feels so wonderful. Because if you have that expectation, chances are you, you're going to fall short from it. And then you're going to think that you've done something wrong. And then you're going to think that the match might be wrong or something like that. It, it takes time. And the way I sort of put it to, to this adopter, I said, you know, think about when you met your partner. Did you, and for those of you that are single adopters, I'm, I'm not trying to single you out and sort of segregate you in this, <laughs> but I'm hoping that you'll, you'll understand where I'm going with the analogy. But I said, think about when you met your partner and, and you might have felt an instant attraction. You might have looked and gone, wow, yeah, there's, there's something really, really nice here. We, we go together. But did you feel an instant love? Because, I mean, love at first sight, maybe it can happen. I think it's more, <laughs> it's more lust at first sight. Um, but love at first sight is, is more, again, it's a thing of fairy tales. These things, they take time and that's okay. Don't beat yourself up if you're finding that it's not happened in the first week, month, six months. If you're finding that you've got a nice connection, you're feeling positive, you're feeling good, you're feeling like, you know, some things are going really well, you're having a couple of good days here and there, that's a win. And again, be patient. Be patient with yourself. Take your time and enjoy it. Enjoy the process. 
So the theme of the week is, even though it's frustrating, be patient. <laughs> um, now, I know some of you uh, would quite rightly be sitting and uh, thinking to me, going, hey, you are approved. You have had a placement and your love and bond and connection uh, are sound. So who are you to tell me to be patient? You're absolutely right. Um, you, you, have, you make a good point. Um, but I wasn't always where I am. And there's been many a time when I had to be patient. And now having a teenager who has finished school, I'm finding that there is a need to be patient for other reasons. <laughs> so give yourself a break. Um, if you are finding that you're at the early days of the process and you're waiting. Okay. Yep. That's that's annoying. But take some time out to to have some time for you and start doing some reading and some learning. Listen to a podcast. There's a great one called Adoption Adventures. You should tell all your friends about it. <laughs> um, if you are in the process, you are approved and you are waiting for a child. Take some time. Take some time to be you. If you're a single adopter, be a sing single person. If you are in a couple, be a couple. Be you. Enjoy your time. You're able to go into bars and restaurants now. So go to bars and restaurants. Um, enjoy some time before you take this leap into a world where you have no time. So embrace it. Again. Use the time to start thinking and talking about the type of parent you want to be. And if you're in your placement, and it's early days within your placement, and I consider early days the first 18 months, and if you're in those early days and you're finding those frustrations, then you are a parent. And you need to give yourself the credit of just how tough a job it is being a parent and all the things that come with it. So if today was a bad day, if you are still breathing, they are still breathing and you manage to feed them and now they're sort of okay, do you know what? You've had a good day. And give yourself give yourself a break. You're not going to be perfect. Doesn't exist. Perfection is not a, a reality. So stop trying to find it. Just be you. Embrace that. And realise that if today was a rubbish day, tomorrow will be better. And if tomorrow's not better, the day after that will be. And if it takes you a month to have a good day, do you know what? You're doing really well. You're doing really well because you're persevering with it. And that's all you can do. Persevere. Be patient. Trust that it will be all right on the night. <laughs> okay. So, touched a few topics there. Um, 
do feel free to get in touch if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or anything like that. Or indeed, um, as you know, we love a guest on the show. So if ever you feel like you'd like to be a guest, then please drop me a line. Um, you can reach us on um, Facebook and Instagram, which is uh, adoption.adventures, Twitter, adoptionadvent1, or drop me an email at adoptionadventures123 at gmail.com. Um, much like what we've talked about today, I've had a couple of listeners that have just reached out to me and just needed just to touch base. I am a resource. Use me as a resource. Um, this one, one of the adopters that I've mentioned in today's um, episode, we exchanged some messages and then actually had a phone call and a chat and a catch up. I'm here for you. And if I can help you with your patience, then that's that's what I'm here to do. So use me as a resource if if I can be a resource. Um, wishing you all the very, very best. Um, and I shall speak to you again next week. All right. Catch you later. <laughs>